Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and for business. And frankly, it's all for business, at least on a personal level, but I think even on a, on a business level, to be concerned about things like due process. Uh, that's like a fundamental right in this country where, where if, if charges are brought against the person, uh, those charges are vetted and they're gone through a, a legal process before any decisions are made. And frankly, there's all kinds of problems with the way due process is done right. Uh, but it's horrific when it's not done at all. And now for a few years now, you know, and it's so unpopular for me to talk about it, um, there's this Me Too movement, which I think is so important. I think it's really valuable and needs to happen. Uh, but in this, this pendulum swing, which seems to be how history goes from one extreme to another, uh, we've gone from uh, horrible to men who have been able to do whatever they want to a situation where people are being convicted even before they go to court. Uh, and, uh, you know, I really have seen the nuance is somewhere in where answers lie. And so here we have another man, and I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm saying he deserves due process. Russell Brand, and uh, he is being attacked with horrific charges and horrific descriptions. And uh, it, it, it's really hard to watch, to be perfectly honest with you, and I am no fan of Russell Brand. Uh, I am a fan of my guest, though, uh, Warren D. Robinson. <laughs> His website is warrendrobinson.com. He's a filmmaker, show developer, media critic, entertainment attorney. Uh, he brings uh, so much to our conversation. Warren, love having you on the program. And again, the best place to learn more about you, warrendrobinson.com. Set the stage for us on our topic. Yeah, thank you so much, Kevin. Um, as you you highlighted well, Russell Brand is a comedian and actor um, from uh, Britain. I am not very familiar with Brand. Um, I've never seen any of his work. The most I knew about him before this scandal, I knew he was married to Katy Perry uh, <laughs> at one time. But uh, he's been in a number of movies here on both in the States and in Britain. But recently, he has been accused of some really horrific things. We're talking um, rape, sexual abuse. Uh, there's allegations that he um, grew, I mean, that he was grooming teenage girls for, for sexual liaisons. Very horrible stuff. It's, it's nothing that anybody should take lightly. The issue, though, that we're discussing specifically and that I have specifically with the, pro, uh, with the whole thing concerning him is that he has now also been demonetized from all of his major, from most of his major platforms, including YouTube. And YouTube made a statement where they made it clear that none of Russell's content in terms of what he posted to his 6 million followers on YouTube, actually violated their terms and services. But because his personal behavior may have um, offended their policies, they've decided that they're going to suspend him. Adding to that now, we know that British lawmakers have actually been sending letters and information to social media sites like YouTube and Twitter, now X, asking them basically, hey, are you going to demonetize Russell Brand? And that, to me, is a real crossing of the line when you have government officials now trying to essentially take money out of the pocket of, uh, of someone. Um, 
all of this together to me is fundamentally unfair. And I want to make one point as an attorney. I got to. I know that due process is a legal standard, right? There is no due process required in the court of public opinion. But when it comes to fairness, and when it comes to a, a platform like YouTube, which to me is really like a global public square and has so much power to dictate conversation. I do feel that you have to have a higher standard when looking at these kind of platforms and who they decide to um, keep on air and who they decide to demonetize and who they decide to silence. And that's why I think this is worthy of scrutiny, and I don't think this was the right decision by YouTube, and it's kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, you know, frankly, even if he does get due process, his career, career you know, uh, will likely never be the same. That's pretty much what we're we're seeing in the vast majority of cases. There's some where it seems like they did pretty well uh, through the storm, um, but there's some that, uh, you know, their their history, even even with winning. And that's an interesting thing, by the way, is that uh, in a lot of these cases, see, my my biggest argument – Warn for more due process and more deliberation and more caution. You know, goes back to my uh, discussion about the pendulum swinging in extremes. And so we go to a point where we aren't fair and we don't apply due process. And in the end, we find a bunch of people, uh, or any people rather, who were accused uh, in, a, in, in the Me Too environment and proven not to be guilty. That Correct. does as much harm to the women. Uh, well, maybe not as much harm to the women, but that does harm to women in general in a huge way. Because next thing you know, it becomes uh, discouraged as a pride wolf movement and not a legitimate uh, effort to really help protect women. That would be a terrible thing if that's the conclusion. And uh, the cry wolf can be done. Uh, I, I worked for a U.S. senator back in. 1980s. It blows my mind that here I am all this time later. Uh, he would not meet with anyone, uh, any female, uh, unless he was accompanied by an aide. Never would. Wow. Think about that. And that was back in the 1980s. He never had a shady reputation. There was nothing ugly written about him. But he just wouldn't do that because he's like, I don't need someone to get angry at me and go after me. Furthermore, I always want my visitors to feel safe or people I'm engaging with to feel safe. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I attended some of those just to basically be there. And uh, the thing about that is, um, you know, the, the, uh, I don't understand why men, many who are in power and have that kind of stuff don't do that, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but in the end, what we have to do is that the last thing you want to see happen is it becomes an extremist movement where they end up making it harder for them to get convictions because they don't trust the women who are accusing. And I can see that happening if you go to the extreme and get rid of the guardrails working legal systems. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, any kind of false accusation will further set women back when they're making legitimate claims of these types. So you're absolutely right in in that regard. Uh, to be clear, I, I you know, when it comes to Russell Brand, these allegations are damning. There's a lot of evidence there and I am no 
defender of, of Russell Brand at all. And I personally think he's probably going to, there may be some charges there, and he's probably going to get convicted because it looks, the evidence is very strong. Yet and still, he hasn't been convicted. He hasn't been convicted of anything yet. So as of now, these are just allegations. And I do think it's wrong when we start allowing big tech companies to come in and decide, well, we don't like these allegations against you, so we're going to censor that. But these allegations against you, uh, we're okay with that. We're not going to censor that. We have seen that happen with big tech when it comes to COVID. We've seen it when it happens uh, as it, uh, related to the 2016 election or the 2020 election, rather. We have seen big tech kind of apply these policies very arbitrarily, very capriciously, in a way that suppresses the speech of, of people they don't like while amplifying the speech of people they do like. And that's right. the problem. And that, to me, is the bigger issue here, is the, the power of big tech. Hey, listen, I'm a capitalist. You know that. I believe the free market should dictate this. If brands don't want to advertise on Russell Brand's channel, let them not advertise. If people yep. don't want to watch Russell Brand's videos, don't watch his videos. Then his, he will be demonetized by the public, by the market. Let the free market do it. I don't like it when big, when big tech CEOs come in and try to decide for us who we get to hear from and who we don't, and who gets to make a living and who don't, and who doesn't. That is completely anti-capitalist to me. It's anti-free speech. It's anti-democratic. Uh, and, and small d for the listener. Uh, it, it is against the most liberal about I don't mean that ideologically. I mean that uh, in the broader sense of uh, free societies. Um, the most liberal values that we're supposed to be standing on, and it's very autocratic. And uh, so, you know, people ask me, uh, why would a woman do that? Why would they falsely do that? You can't tell me that the woman who didn't get the role, the show that she felt she should have gotten and it didn't come through, is, doesn't have the capacity to make a damaging uh, accusation. Or the person who's never had a career or hasn't had a career in years and like to get some kind of visibility. You can't tell me these people aren't out there. There's reasons why it can happen. And it, when it does happen, it's incredibly damaging both to the person falsely accused and uh, women in general who have every reason to make accusations when things happen. And so, yeah, this is, this is huge and this far reaching. And, and, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on it. It doesn't quite feel like it's the lynch mob, you know, with the torches like it did a couple of years ago, but it clearly seems more like that than a reasonable, uh, you know, approach to how we look at this. Well, absolutely. It is not been, it, it, I, I think that, the media has gone all in that, hey, as soon as any kind of allegation, no matter how credible it is or is not, as soon as it's made, we turn on the person. And so I think that's why it doesn't feel as much like a lynch mob anymore because everybody's kind of on the same page. You don't hear a lot of people dissenting about YouTube's decision. And again, I am not defending Russell Brand. I, I want to make that 100% clear. I think he did everything he's accused of doing because I've read the articles. Um, and the evidence looks strong to me. However, I still think that the way 
in which we have um, tried to silence him and in the way in which we have said we're not going to allow you to have a voice on the public square, despite not being charged with any crime whatsoever, despite not violating any specific policies on the platforms, I still say is wrong. And that, to me, that kind of lynch mob mentality uh, is, is not correct. And I will say to your other point, when it comes to these false accusations, I've always doubted the numbers. I know people like to quote only 2% or 3% are, are false. I've never believed that because how do you know? <laughs> how do you yeah. determine whether an allegation is false or true? You don't know that. So I've never believed those numbers. And when a man is falsely accused of something like this, it's a stain that stays with him forever. Uh, there's a, a, a former football player, Matt Azara, who was accused yeah. of doing something Absolutely horrible, a uh, uh, gang rape kind of situation. And now we know from prosecutors releasing information saying, yeah, we don't think it happened. It didn't really happen. But his legacy, his career is ruined. He was kicked out the NFL. Now nobody can even work him out without um, a headline saying, you know, controversial Matt Azor accused of X, Y, Z. His reputation is ruined for something that we now know to be false. You can never remove that stain, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, and Americans generally, uh, you know, generally, they're very concerned about fairness and justice. They like to believe that. I, I'm the first to admit it, it has a lot to do with uh, cultural, ethnic, et cetera, type of things. There are double, double standards, but they generally like to think that they are that. And uh, if you keep on following on with an unfair approach, eventually it's going to boomerang against the women. And that is a big concern of mine. Yes, I, I don't want anyone falsely accused. I don't want their lives ruined. But I also like the Me Too movement to become a meaningful, long-lasting thing. And uh, this approach is going to undermine it. It's not going to support it. I really love what you said. Uh, I thought was what really uh, resonated is the reason why it doesn't look like a lynch mob. It's now ubiquitous now in the, in the whole thinking of uh, really justice and the media. Why, why act like a lynch mob? Correct. And I think you're absolutely right. No one no one wants to see the gains that were made by the Me Too, by the Me Too movement overturned. It did a lot of good. It brought a lot of issues to light. It allowed a lot of systemic change to happen in the industry to let men who were abusing their position and their power know that is unacceptable and it can't be done. So we are very, very happy about that, and we want to see that continue. However, that cannot give carte blanche for um, this kind of just we're going to take absolutely any allegation without any kind of research, without any kind of checking, without any kind of fact-checking, without verifying first. We, it doesn't allow us to do that. So it has to be a balanced approach. I feel like I say that a lot yeah. uh, on this show. We need to find a balanced approach that allows women to be heard and support it and protect it while also saying let's find a fairness and due process approach to men as well. Again, yeah, absolutely. I'm a free market person. So if, the, if, if listen, if people, as far as individuals go, if you don't want to support somebody that's accused of that, that is absolutely your right. But when it comes to big tech, when it comes to the media companies, we have to find a balanced, fair approach. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, we're going to begin uh, winding down. I think, you know, it's a very sad insight that the listener had to hear you and I both say probably a half a dozen times each, we're not simply saying that Russell Brand's right. 
we're not finding us a brand, then we don't feel like we have to do that because of the fact that we live in a culture where all of a sudden we're going to be treated like, uh, we can be treated like uh, we're some type of, uh, uh, you know, beast in this whole deal. I mean, that's how alarming it's become. It, it reminds me so much of history. you know, uh, if you read about the French Revolution, this is a lot like the culture of the French Revolution. Uh, shoot now, or actually uh, guillotine now, and ask questions later, you know, and, uh, or, or, you know, 1984, read Orwell. We're very similar in this kind of uh, narrow focus, hostility, uh, anti-liberty uh, approach to things, anti-freedom approach to things that, you know, only the worst societies live by. Places that Americans historically have never want to live in. Live in, and so here we are. Uh, Warren D. Robinson, WarrenDRobinson.com. I always go over with you. I don't even realize I'm going over. Uh, you know, uh, my producer starts a triple backflip. I go, oh, something's going on. Oh, look at the clock. So, uh, but I always have fun. It's, oh, it's good to talk to you. Final thoughts from you. Yeah, you know, you hit the nail on the head. We have got to get out of this 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 mob mentality of not even allowing people to express or have opinions. So I'm glad that at least here on your show, Kevin, you still allow us to to freely express those opinions. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you for expressing them. That makes my show better. I am Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this. <laughs> 